everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. I am your host, Michelle Burkhardt. Hey, are you getting the most you can out of meetings? So I'm particularly talking to those people who lead meetings. So whether it be a family meeting or a staff meeting, or maybe you have a smaller team and you're a a business or an entrepreneur, are you getting the most out of your time? So after leading, consulting, and coaching leaders through honestly, thousands of meetings, all the good, bad, and ugly, I can tell you you're probably not taking advantage of one really key tool that's done at the end of your meeting that can really elevate your work and your people, okay? So I'm going to explain what that tool is. I'm going to tell you how that really shows up in different environments, and I'm going to keep it really simple, guys, okay? Definitely take notes for this one. I'm going to give you a, a, a three-question um, tool that you can use with anybody and everybody so that you can get people engaged, productive, and growing. Enjoy. All right. So we don't learn from our experience. We learn from reflecting on our experience. John Dewey said that. I learned that a long time ago when I was going through all of my um, undergrad uh, that taught me how to be a teacher. John Dewey was really big in in that um, sphere. So he's talking about we don't learn from an experience, but reflecting about that experience. So that really got me thinking about this um, when I was a preschool teacher. So we would often have field trips where we go out into the community and we would experience something, right? So, you know, let's say you go to the farm and you have the petting zoo where you go to the pumpkin patch or you go to the, the pizza parlor or um, one time we actually took kids to the hardware store. Um, so you, taking them out and having them have this experience, well, that experience I learned really quickly wasn't what really kind of set the learning in their their minds. It was fun, they had a great time, but if we went and we didn't take time to debrief after, what would happen is that you know you come back to it a week, even two weeks later, and they would forget everything. It was like they had no memory of it. And so I was like, why is this happening? And then I remembered, oh yes, that one teacher told us we should do a debrief. And so I started adding that into our curriculum. So what did that look like? Okay, let's say we go to the farm and we've visited all these animals, right? Come back, sit down, have a conversation and just say, hey guys, so we just went to the farm. What were some things that you saw? What did you notice? Um, what did you hear? What did you feel, smell, taste, right? So, so those five senses. And then just asking questions like, what did you love, right? What did you learn while you were out there? Hey, what do you want to go and tell your mom when you see her at home? So it was really delving down into helping them to think through what just happened. And the thing that I noticed over time is that not only did they have more memories of the the experience, but all of a sudden we could do what we call scaffold on those experiences. So because they had the memory in their head, it was like that's the foundation and now we can build on that. Okay. So I started to really apply this when I was doing a lot of professional development. Currently, I'm doing a lot of online courses, still use this process. But when I was doing uh, 
in-person trainings especially, whether the training was an hour long or the training was sometimes three days long, really using this debrief process. See, I, I learned very quickly that, let's say I'm hired to come in and talk to 40 teachers, right? And they might be from the same organization or different organizations. And the person hiring me says, hey, they need to know X, Y, and Z. And I come in the door and I realize after talking with them, whoa, <laughs> half of them already know X, Y, Z. Now what? Or, you know, they're, they're farther ahead than what their boss thought they were. Or they're farther behind. Now what? Right? So I learned how to really navigate that space of, of um, I guess, flexibility, right? A plan with options. And that also made me think of what is my role? Because if I took the natural kind of um, teacher phase where you come in and you have a lesson plan with learning objectives and we're going to do X, Y, and Z and they're going to tell me that they know X, Y, and Z, right? If I take that traditional approach, that doesn't serve my audience well. So I started to tweak it a little bit and said, what's my purpose here? And I realized my purpose, regardless of what, whatever type of training I was doing or who I was working with, my purpose was to get to know my audience well enough and help them to grow just the next step, right? What's the next step? And so you see the, the debrief became a huge tool for me in understanding because number one, um, you know, I might not understand where all 40 people are, right? But when we get to a debrief and I say, what did you love? What did you learn? And what are you going to share with somebody else? You know what happens? I learn where they were and also how this experience added to them. And now they have made a plan of how they're going to go and make the world a better place. Isn't that what we want from a training? <laughs> Sounds so much better than did I, you know, did I finish the activities and did we get to our assessment? So the, the reason why I'm telling you this is there's huge power in this debrief process. You know, if you've attended a live call with me, uh, a live teaching call, typically what we do in the beginning is we kind of, we get your brain to kind of settle down a little bit, right? And we set an intention. What do you want to get from this call today? And then when we end, you know, we, again, we set the, you know, we calm the brain a little bit, but then we look back at that intention and say, what did you get? Right? And we ask those three questions because I know, listen, if I let you go and I don't ask you those questions, are you really going to go and reflect? And so in essence, if I don't have some sort of debrief for you, something for you to think about, then we just wasted all of our time. Whether you follow me on a podcast or a video or maybe you've been reading the blogs um, whatever format you're following my work in, I hope that you notice that at the end, I always have a challenge. I always have a call to action. I always have some sort of questioning process for you to delve into. This is why. This is why. Okay. All right. So you say, okay, Michelle, that's great. How in the world does that apply to me? Well, let me talk to the people who are in charge of leading meetings. Okay. Meeting debriefs. Uh, I know. So I, I've had the pleasure. Uh, um, 
I guess the honor, really, of working with teams, probably hundreds of teams by this point, coming in, attending meetings, observing meetings, um, coaching leaders how, how to run meetings, um, consulting with teams on how to kind of remove some of the toxic behaviors from their meetings. Um, so really just using it as a, an option for, um, you know, all kinds of different learning, right? And the one thing that I know is that the, the teams that, use the meeting debrief are usually the people who have higher attendance at meetings, more engagement during the meeting, um, and more production after the meeting. And these teams, you know what happens over time? Typically, they're, the people who are on them are, are receiving promotions that are either inside or outside the team. Okay? That means they're growing. And I also know from observing all these meetings that very few teams use this meeting debrief. So I want to share with you the three-step debrief that you can use. And listen, you can use this with anybody. Um, I use a version of this with my kids since they were really little. If we go somewhere, let's say we go to the beach and in the car, everybody knows mom's going to ask, what did you love? What did you learn? And what are you going to share? Right? So you might have loved being able to swim. You might have learned that this beach had rocks instead of sand. You might want to share that with grandma when you get, get to grandma's house. Okay? Same thing. And, and it's almost comical now because sometimes we'll go do something and now that the kids are, are older, you know, preteens and teens, um, they naturally go into this kind of discussion and reflection without me prompting them, which I absolutely love because that means if they go to school and they're having an experience, they'll do that same type of thinking without even realizing it's happening, okay? So I have successfully downloaded that program into their autopilot brain. That's right good mom move there, right? Okay, so how do you do a meeting debrief? At the end of the meeting, before people walk out, and so you want to make sure that you have this on your agenda as an actual item, right? That you leave some time. You're going to need more time when you first start this because you need to explain why and how and kind of go through that, that process. As time goes on, um, I found really successful teams, three to five minutes, and they're out of there, okay? You can do it in writing, so I've seen a lot of different options. Sometimes, you know, it's just on a post-it note that, that gets shared. Um, sometimes it's, hey, just write this on your agenda, and it doesn't get shared. Totally up to you. Um, you can do it verbally. So I, I do kind of discourage using it verbally in the large group, especially if you have larger than, you know, a group of four to six, only because it saves some time. But if you have extra time, you can do that. Um, if you're on a Zoom or Google Meet or something like that, you might find it's really good that they either put it in the chat box or maybe you can um, pick out a few volunteers, right? You can have them just think about it and not share. Uh, I do like the sharing aspect because something magical happens when you're thinking and you're speaking or writing at the same time. And so sometimes when, I, when we're in person, we might do a pair share, right? Find a buddy next to you, share. Um, sometimes it's a small group. So there's a ton of different ways that you can do it, and it really depends on how much time do you have, what's the format that you're meeting in, and what are your people comfortable with, okay? So there's three questions. The first one is, how can you apply what we just did to your life? How can you apply what we just did to your life? Now, it can be your personal or your professional life. Okay. The second question is, how can you, what can you change about yourself? Okay. 
what can you change about yourself? So maybe during the meeting, you know, you were talking about um, launching this new product or, or program and you realized, wow, okay, I, I got to do better at, at um, you know, scheduling things in my planner, right? That's something I can change. And then the last one is the T. So ACT, apply, change, teach. What can you teach someone else? So for example, you know, maybe you are a department head and you were in this meeting. Well, you're naturally going to teach or share something with your team when you go back, right? But when you think that through ahead of time, now you can take that and go back and say, oh yes, this is what I want to share. Okay. So what will you apply? What will you change? And what will you teach someone else? Now here's the thing. Here's what happens when you first start doing this. I've seen it time and time again. All of a sudden you get to do this debrief and you realize, uh, yeah, this meeting could have been an email, right? And there wasn't anything of substance here for my people to apply or change or teach. Well, there's your sign, right? Um, so what this does is it, number one, it, it focuses your team so that they can, you know, do something with it when they leave. But when you know you have to put together a meeting and design it in such a way that you get to these three items, man, that's going to change how you do meetings forever. I promise you that. But can you see why people would want to come to this meeting or they would want to, um, you know, be more engaged in this kind of a process if they know that it's something they can apply to their life that, that's going to help them transform and that's going to help them help someone else? Absolutely. I would love to go to that meeting. Okay. So don't waste an opportunity to help your people think and grow. A meeting is a great way to do that. So if, uh, man, if this is a new to you, but you really want to put this into action. So there's a couple different things. The first thing I think about is, you know, you can always request a coaching call with me. Just email me. I'll send you the link for the coaching call and we can delve into that. So the second thing is, um, Join us in the Empowered Leaders Membership Group. One of the four topics that we focus on every month is on design, and it's largely around this idea of mission, vision, meetings, right? So for example, if you, you follow any meetings with me, you'll know that we always start with mission and vision, and then maybe some announcements, but then we get into the meat of things, right? So we talk through issues much like this on how in the world do you, do you design things well, okay? So check that out, see if that's right for you. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you coming and, and spending some time. Um, go out and make it a beautiful day for you and for somebody else. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.